the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, welcome back. Wednesday, October 6, 2021. 602-508-0960 is the number. 602-508-0960. Interesting headline from ABC News this morning. Yeah, October 6, this morning. Updated this afternoon, just so you know it's current. You want the headline? COVID-19 live updates. More Americans died of COVID this year than all of 2020. Give you that headline again. More Americans died of COVID this year than all of 2020. Now, my, my, my mind absorbed that, and it took a few moments. Because I remember when there were a lot fewer deaths and President Trump was guilty of mismanaging COVID. Or you don't need to rely on my memory for it. Just let's look at what former Vice President Joe Biden said last year when he accepted the nomination of the Democratic Party. Probably his most well-watched, most-watched speech until his inaugural. He said, quote, No rhetoric is needed. Just judge this president on the facts. More than 170,000 Americans have died, by far the worst performance of any nation on earth. No rhetoric is needed. Just judge this president on the facts. More than 170,000 Americans have died. By far the worst performance of any nation on earth. What do you do with the more than 353,000 deaths that have occurred on Joe Biden's watch? Well, Joe Biden had an answer to that when it was a lower number. He actually said it on a debate platform to Donald Trump's face. This is what Joe Biden said a year ago. 220,000 Americans dead. If you hear nothing else I say tonight, hear this. Anyone who's responsible for not taking control, in fact, not saying I'm, I take no responsibility initially, anyone who's responsible for that many deaths should not remain as president of the United States of America. Did he we say, have- if anything else you take away from this, hear me on this? That's what he said. If there's nothing else you take away from tonight, hear me on this. Play it again. Play it again, Sam. 220,000 Americans dead. If you hear nothing else I say tonight, hear this. Anyone who's responsible for not taking control, in fact, not saying I'm I take no responsibility initially. Anyone who's responsible for that many deaths should not remain as president of the United States of America. 
We have a vaccine that's yeah, coming. That's, it's, uh, that's a far lesser number than over 700,000 deaths. A far lesser number, isn't it? I mean, I'm not great at math, but I know that 700 is more than 200. 700,000 is more than 200,000. Should not be president of the United States. Okay, ABC, here's your work. Here's your work. You gave us the headline. More Americans died of COVID this year than all of 2020. Joe Biden has repeatedly said last year when he was seeking elective office, he repeatedly said that because of the far lower death toll, Donald Trump had no right to be president. Headlines, like at the L.A. Times that I'm looking at. Biden blasts Trump on COVID-19 response. Joe Biden's plan, Joe Biden's plan to beat COVID-19 is still up on the Biden-Harris election website. And it, ha- it was a comprehensive plan to show he was not Trump. And it starts by, of course, condemning Trump under a headline, The Trump Fiasco, and then sets up his plan. It's got three major bullet points. And he compares and contrasts the Trump fiasco versus the Biden plan. By the way, this is really very interesting. I think it's really interesting. Is any is any journalist ever going to pick up on this stuff? I mean, you know, they have thousands of employees to look through this stuff. I uh, I don't. It's not hard, though, because it's all there if you want it. Listen to this. On the Biden-Harris website, he asking you for your vote. Joe Biden would ensure the United States government steps up for nurses, doctors, and other health care workers. We're going to step up for him. We're going to step up for him. Okay? You have um, hundreds, now into the thousands, of frontline workers from the hospitals leaving their jobs because of this vaccine mandate. Kaiser Health itself just suspended 2,200 unvaccinated employees. 2,200. Ford, 400 workers just left Ford. Is that building America back better in Michigan? There aren't a lot of American car companies left. There are 24 hospitals and health systems where employees have been fired or walked away because they refused to get the vaccine. They refused to get the vaccine. Is that Joe Biden, quote, ensuring the U.S. government steps up for nurses, doctors and other health care workers? Or is it the same way the Democratic Party treats racial minorities in this country? Good every other November and then to be forgotten. We will pander to you in September and October. If we're really worried about the election, we'll start even earlier. But after you give us your vote, we'll see you.
We'll see ya. Might 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 this be an interesting story for a place like ABC News, which broke this story? Might it? Mightn't it? No. No. I don't think they'll ask Joe Biden that question. It's not hard, Mr. President. You said anyone who presided over 200,000 deaths doesn't deserve to be the president of the United States. Does that include you? It's an easy question. It's an easy question. Well, someone will say he probably was just... Well, if it was if it was Kamala Harris, if Kamala Harris were asked that question, you know what her answer would be. It was a campaign. It was a campaign. <laughs> it was a campaign. Like when Stephen Colbert tried to ask her how she could run with Joe Biden after she condemned him for being a racist who made her school life more difficult. It was a debate. It was a debate. It was See, the Democrats aren't used to being challenged, and so they're not used to thinking very deeply or hard or consistently, and the media has not forced them to. They haven't had to. They haven't had to. That's why I generally presume when there's a left-right debate, a conservative versus a leftist or a liberal in a debate, I generally presume, ceteris paribus, assuming equal, you know, heft amongst the between the two debaters, that the conservative is going to be a little more well-armed, well-equipped, smarter, because he knows what those guys say and think. He has no choice but to. It's everywhere. They don't know what we say or think. And no one has ever held them to account. No one ever holds them to account. So they don't have to think very deeply about these things. They just don't. The media covers for them. The media covers for them. And thus they can say whatever they want. Whatever they want. Trump is responsible for 200,000 deaths. Islands because of climate change are at risk of tipping over. I can say anything I want about anyone in a debate because debates don't matter. See, there was a tell. There's a tell, isn't it? When Kamala Harris is laughing about her debate, it's a debate, it's a debate, it's a debate. She didn't take it seriously. We did. You know why? We take free speech seriously and she doesn't. For a majority to be right, it has to be reasonable. They may or may not have the majority, but I can tell you they aren't being reasonable. And thus minority rights are being trampled before our very eyes. Whatever differs between respecting minority rights and not respecting minority rights to the extent of the difference is no democracy. Thank you, Barbara, Jordan, and Abraham Lincoln. Be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show, 602-508-0960. number for you to enter the conversation, raise anything you like. I had one other point I wanted to make about these hospital workers that are being fired and are leaving, these health care workers that Joe Biden promised, promised to protect during the campaign. 
Give you the line again from the Biden-Harris website. Biden would ensure the U.S. government steps up for nurses, doctors, and other health care workers and first responders. I was making this point the other day, and it's important that it attach to this comment, that I attach it to my previous comments. Last year, the media loved, loved health care workers, frontline workers, made heroes of them. There were posters and memes that they were the new Rosie the Riveter. I think the plural would be Rosie's the Riveter. They, would, they were the new Rosie's the Riveter. And they were prominent in their videos, and, and, and deservedly so. They were, they were dealing with an awful lot, an awful lot. But just how much of that have you seen since the mandate? was issued by Joe Biden or spoken about, I should say. How much of that, how many, how many frontline workers, how many healthcare workers have you seen interviewed after they left their job because they won't take a vaccine mandate? Now, presumably, they were our heroes last year and, impo- and important not only because of what they did, but because of what they saw. They were interviewed for what they saw, what they witnessed They were on CBS and ABC and PBS and NPR and all over social media and podcasts and radio shows talking about the situation at the hospitals and COVID and what they were seeing. Now that thousands of them are leaving, some by dint of their own choice, some by being fired because they won't take the vaccine, wouldn't it be equally interesting or curious to hear from them as to why they think that way? What is it they've seen or noticed or what is it in their white evangelical supremacist brains keeps them from wanting to take this vaccine? Wouldn't, shouldn't we want to know that? Wouldn't we want to know what they know? They were important last year. We wanted to know what they saw and knew last year. Wouldn't we want to? No one see what they know this year? No, because there's a party line. There's a party line. There's there's right think and there's wrong think. Someone raised that issue yesterday. Thought police. Was it Hal? And I was thinking about that phrase, thought police, also driving home. I had a lot to think about driving home last night. <laughs> Happens when the Holmans are here. You get a lot more to think about than usual. And I was thinking about, and I'm pretty sure I'm right. That's another phrase that comes out of 1984. I don't know that that phrase existed before 1984. It certainly existed in a lot of totalitarian regimes. Question is, does it exist here now? And if it does, what does that make us? A totalitarian regime? Or a Republican form of government. Greg is in Chandler. Hello, Greg. Hi there. Specifically to the point you were just making there. Yeah, what befuddles me is I understand what the hierarchy in the Democrat Party or leftist, whatever, are not interested in answering any of those, getting answers to those questions that you just posed, which are awesome questions. Why don't, why doesn't the regular Joe and I mean the person that doesn't really care about politics. Why isn't that person asking these questions? That's what scares me even more than... I get why all the 
politically polluted politicians out there. I get that. But the regular everyday Joe, it, it saddens me we don't have enough people asking those questions. Um, but two things, real quick. One, vaccine, kind of a pet peeve more and more over the last few weeks. Um, every time I hear it, I'm just saying it's not a vaccine. It's a shot. We got to start saying shot, keep saying shot, stop saying vaccine. It doesn't fit in any way, shape, or form a medical definition of a vaccine. Do you, do you know who agrees with you on that, by the way? The CDC. Uh, they changed probably. the definition of vaccine about three weeks ago on their website. You, 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 you're backed up by science on this, Greg, just so you know, just if that makes you feel better. Uh, okay. Thanks. Wow. Uh, anyway, they, they didn't the change it to I... shot, but they changed the definition of a vaccine. <laughs> so they're halfway there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, the other question that I just thought of, and I figured somebody in this audience as intelligent as it is might know the answer to this or be able to to uh, vet it better than I would, but if they're going to use OSHA to go after the, everybody with their vaccine, and even with everybody telling everybody they have to have a vaccine, there's something called an MSBS sheet that everybody's required to have with every chemical ever, ever related to your job or anybody's required to have for anything. I don't care if it's a mask, anything. That MSBS sheet must be given to the employee well why aren't we given an msds sheet specifically on this to what exactly is in the quote quote vaccine shot whatever you want to call it what are these chemicals that we're being that are being introduced into our, our body because with every other chemical that they're having us come into contact with either internally or externally they're required to by law these are yeah yeah, yeah i haven't heard of this in forever because i don't work in that field but help me out with this, Greg. It's, it's ringing a bell. These are like um, I, I forget what it stands for, but it has to do it has to do with safety and data, right? Correct. Every time you work any place, anywhere, Walmart, and they have you. It's Walmart has you clean the floors, and they're going to have you use I don't care Windex, mop and go, whatever. Uh-huh. They're required to hand you an MSDS sheet specifically on that product no that kidding. you're using, so you know. Every totally single to- aspect. I, I, no kidding. I didn't realize it was that universal. And that's OSHA. Okay. Yeah. Well, that comes in from OSHA. OSHA okay. requires you to, to be training your employees on what it is that they're using and or have no to have, kidding. Uh, okay. Part of their job. I've heard so of it. I just had, didn't realize it was that widespread. It must have changed from when I was younger because I worked with chemicals when I was younger, like cleaning chemicals and stuff. And I don't remember that unless my company was in, not in compliance. But in any event, I'm with you. I'm following your point. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I just wonder on the... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If anyone in the audience can answer that, uh, it's a smart audience, yeah. uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll put you right on. And if we have to go back to our Robert Jackson legal scholar in residence next week on this, we'll do it. But if anyone knows in between now and then, Greg, it's a great question. It's a great question. Cool. I appreciate that very much. Uh, you know what's... Wor- uh, did you get everything you wanted out? Did you have another point? No, nope, you're good? All right. It does beg an interest in question, doesn't it, though, Greg's Greg's point about, you know, is this going to be under some kind of a special or asterisked emergency authorization or use so it doesn't require that, that regulation? But it raises another point, too. It raises another point, too. And I'll tell you about that when we come back. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero. Be right back.
Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. My producer Bill and I have this thing we've started now. We get demerits. If he makes an error, he gets a negative point. If I make an error, I make an I get a negative point. And at the end of the week, we added them up and see who deserves. The problem is, as you put it, Bill, there's no negative sanction. We don't have a punishment room like they have at the Prager offices in Los Angeles. So This is a very original idea. Nothing like the punishment room. No, it's nothing like that. Nothing like that. Because in that world, I don't think Dennis subjects himself to that authority. Unless he's he put himself. Now, it, he might be an one. errant. He may never make a mistake. I don't know. That's true. He just doesn't. <laughs> All right. Where am I going to first? Roger has some clarification for us in Phoenix. Hi, Roger. Good evening. Thanks for uh, calling. Uh, MSDS is called uh, Material Safety Data Sheet. Yeah, okay, great. Only they've given the government, they've changed the name now. It's now just an MSD, which is Material Safety Data. Okay. Don't ask me why they couldn't. Say, I, I know why. I know why. Do you know how many millions of dollars are saved in the less ink? Oh, (laughs) it's true. I think I'm right. I, uh, Roger, there used to be. I don't know if this is true. I'll verify it if I can. But it used to be all the news that's fit to print. That little box at the top of the New York Times used to have a. I think. I think. I think it used to have a period on it. And someone Uh realized. Do you know how much money we could save in ink costs? If we oh took that God. dot, I think that's right. But that's probably why they changed it. That, yeah, yeah, well, go figure. Did, what, did anyway, they change it to SDS? M- it's now just SDS? Uh, Safety data sheet? Is that what they yeah. changed it to? Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Okay, so they, want the, they wanted anyway, the double entendre of the communist organization, Students for a Democratic yeah. Society. That's what that's about. But they don't have... Uh, you get one, like if you buy something at a uh, wholesaler or something... Uh, you know, cleaning chemicals or something. You get one every time you buy it in uh-huh. the box. Uh-huh. And those are to be put in large binders that are accessible to everybody. Okay. So it's not that when you pick up the bottle, you get the MSDS with it. You got to go, if you're concerned, you go to the MSDS books, which are lined up on a wall and uh, look it up. But to tell you how silly OSHA is with it. Whiteout has an MSD. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. All right. But but there is a point there from the previous caller, right, Roger? If such a thing as Whiteout gets one, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I want to know. I want to see the, the you know, I'll, I'm going to check that now to find out if it's SDS or how they worded it. Yeah. But they just did that last year. They just yeah. changed it last year. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm if, if if it comes down to that, I will say, well, I need an MSDS or a SDS. What I need the safety data sheet on it so I can find out what's in it because I'm concerned. That is a great point for that guy to make. And that's something for the, the hospital's uh, people. I'm going to bet there's you know, not a radio show in the country that had this idea. This is great, Roger. This is great. Thank you. I, I, well, I'm, I'm glad he brought it yeah, up. Yeah, I am it too. It occurred to me until yeah. he said it. But the minute he said it, I went, aha, uh-huh. that is a point, because it's a chemical, and it's going to be, you know, I mean, you're supposed to use rubber gloves with bleach and all that kind of stuff. This is something they're going to stick Yeah, well, with. I mean, if they need it for whiteout, which last I checked, you don't need gloves or a mask for, right? Right. 
Right. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, we found that out at work one time because we were being audited, and the guy found the whiteout bottle, and he goes, where's the MSDS for this? And we're like, excuse me? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go ask Diane. Our, I'm going to go ask Diane, our, our, our human resources manager, where, where my SDS uh, is. My, my, <laughs> no, it's a great, great thing you called, Roger. Smartest audience in the country. Thank you, sir, for that. Um, I was going to I was going to redo why the CDC changed in definition of a vaccine. It truly did. I'm, I'm not making it up. Why would I? I don't have to. You don't need to lie when the truth is even worse. We'll be right back. Used to be called the Chicago Transit Authority. And then they decided to save money on ink. So they just became Chicago. Jefferson Airplane, I think, may have done something similar. It's a starship, right? Yeah, it's just starship. <laughs> plane became a starship. Yeah, Jefferson Airplane <laughs> became a starship. Yeah, well put. Charlie's in Phoenix. Hi, Charlie. Hi, Seth. Hey, I thought I'd mention that um, with respect to the VA, the Phoenix VA, I received my two shots in March. And at that time, uh, as soon as we checked in, they gave us a rather complete disclosure of what was in what was uh, what the shot was all about. Okay. And um, so I hope I'm on topic. Yeah, I think but, everything's uh, on topic. But this is all. This is of course relevant to what we were talking about. Yeah, keep going. Tell me what. Tell me what. Well, well, what, that, what happened? Yeah, that was about it. We read it, or I read it thoroughly. It isn't anything that I would have understood it to any uh, extent. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, if the issue is you're entitled to have the information. Uh, as to what's going in you, uh, they did provide it at the VA, or that is Pfizer. The VA, on behalf of Pfizer, supplied it to us. Great, great. Have uh, Charlie uh, has the, has stuff at the VA help, uh, improved over the years? I know we we were kind of ground zero for a while on problems. Has, has some of that gotten better? Or is it the same old, same old? You know, I'm glad you asked because um, I've been going. They've been my primary care for many, many years, and I have not had one instance where they have fallen behind in their obligation to me as a veteran having signed up. It was the greatest contract I ever signed was enlisting in the Navy back in 71. And um, I've been through brain surgery. Um, I've been through back surgery and organ removal. Um, They they just don't miss a beat. Um, Every time that I've had a need, they've been there to help me. I'm happy to hear that, Charlie. I have heard these stories from... What you've described about various VAs to the exact opposite. It seems to be a, a tale of two cities. I'm really glad to hear of your experience, sir, and your call. Oh, well, and thank you for your service. Oh, you're quite welcome. Thank you. No, I really appreciate it, Charlie. You put the uniform on of the United States. What do you think of our general class today? I'm sorry? What do you think of our officer class today as someone who wore the uniform of the United States? You know, I'm not. I'm not probably gosh i've been away from it for 50 years and it wasn't the same of course back yeah. then um if you discovered that there was an order being given you that you didn't agree with all you had to do was bow out yeah. um not yeah. o- not obey the order yeah and, and according to ucmj you'd have had every right to do so yes 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 i'm with you buddy i'm with you well again really truly thank you for uh for your service and your call i appreciate it well you bet seth and i and i I know that you're sincere when you thank 
any veteran. I am sincere, uh, more than, and I'll tell you, I, I, um, I was moved years ago the first time I read John Stuart Mill's essay on the Emancipation Proclamation, believe it or not, Charlie, and he said, um, he said, uh, those who don't wear the uniform of their country are protected by better men than themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and and having grown up in a house where my dad was a World War II vet, um, I understand that. I will never, for a lot of reasons, never be as good as my dad on a lot of fronts, but I will never be as good as someone who wore the uniform of the United States. I, I, I never had that opportunity to um, for a variety of reasons. I've done what I can to help them. I've encouraged others to do. I've helped them get their recommendations in and stuff to Quantico and and, and, and West Point, I myself never did. So I will always respect above and beyond someone who did do that, did serve this country in our cause. You betcha. You betcha. Well, better, men than me. better men than me. And you're wise to recognize uh, Thank you. the VA for what it is. Thank you, Charlie. And God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. More soldiers and citizens like that. Yeah, I. I there was this question uh, about the um that was raised a couple calls ago and I, and I said yes you're not alone the CDC has also changed the uh the definition of vaccine they did a like they fixed a little bit of the 1619 project from its original they kind of did it in the darkness of night without making a big thing of it which of course has what effect what effect does it have when when a government entity or the New York Times changes something in the cloak of darkness, doesn't it raise your paranoia level a little bit? Doesn't it make you ask what 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 are they hiding? What are they not telling us? Doesn't it raise your paranoia level just a little bit? And does it give you vaccine hesitancy at all when you think about all the things you were told to do and that we were told we had to do that turned out to be wrong? When someone says they are the science, like the Sun King said, I am the state, and turns out to be wrong about 25 times in the course of a year, I don't blame people for, I don't blame people at all for saying, why do I believe you this time? Why do I believe you this time? Aesop had a fable on that. David is in Sun City. Hi, David. Sun City West, sorry. Hey, James, uh, thank, you for, thank you for taking my call. It's it's a general comment about my overriding disgust with the current federal government. They're much more concerned about illegal alien invaders and their medical care and getting them a home and a cell phone and transportation than they are about the veterans who are, I understand the official numbers or the semi-official numbers are just like 75,000 homeless vets. Lord knows how many have PTSD and mental problems from, you know, stress and this and that. I find it absolutely repugnantly disgusting that Washington cares more about these invaders than about the men and women who've served this country, you know, basically put their lives on the line. And, you know, yeah, the Veterans Administration is there when necessary, but still, there's a whole hell of a lot more that could be done. No, you're absolutely right. Answer me this. Riddle me this, David. What is wrong... What is wrong with saying, I'm open to a discussion about more immigration once all our veterans are taken care of, once they have what they need, 
once we no longer have complaints about VAs and staff shortages and services not being rendered? Is there something wrong with saying that? I want to say, I mean, it it just seems to be common sense, but yet I understand it would, you know, probably get you thrown out of a center at ASU if you said it. But that having, is there anything wrong with saying that, David? There's nothing wrong with saying that. I, I think the theory in my head is the fact that most veterans are much more conservative than I believe that to be true. Yes, correct. You're right about that. Not going to vote for the, not going to vote for a certain party. No, so. you're right about that. And then, of course, the dramatic irony, of course, which our politics is filled with, is the fact that there wouldn't be a country for these illegal immigrants to come to were it not for our veterans. Does that qualify as getting our Bob Dylan quota in for the day? I think it does. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. We had an earlier caller who, gosh, I'm sorry, I don't remember who his first name now, but he used the word befuddled. You know how much I love that word. You know how much I love the word fuddle, which I learned from C.S. Lewis in the screw tape letters, where old uh, old screw tape uh, tells his nephew, Wormwood, the task is to fuddle them, fuddle them. Yeah. This is part and parcel of the crisis industrial complex, TM. Crisis industrial complex. I got to trademark that, don't I? I think saying TM does that. Just like declaring bankruptcy, you just step outside and yell, I declare bankruptcy. That covers it, right? Okay. The reason I'm worried about this is because of semaphore. Look at what's over here. Don't look at what we're doing over here. We are focused on COVID. We're focused on our border crisis. We're focused on a $3.5 trillion bill, really a closer to $6 trillion set of bills. And don't you want to ask, what are we not talking about? What's the administration doing that ain't making news? Not, Not worry you a little? You aware of Saleh Omarova? She is Joe Biden's nominee to be the controller of the currency. Who knew that job even existed? It's Senate confirmed. It's a Senate confirmed job. This is a woman, a nominee, who is going to oversee our banking regulations, and yet doesn't believe in banks. Doesn't believe in banks. The Wall Street Journal put it this way. President Biden checked off another progressive identity box last week by nominating Saleh Omarova as controller of the currency. Some Trump appointees were ridiculed for having supported the elimination of their agencies. Ms. Omarova wants to eliminate the banks she's being appointed to regulate. Complete with a degree... From Moscow State University on a Lenin academic scholarship. Didn't have to pay for it because Lenin did. Or someone who thought Lenin's name was worth attaching to her did. And she took her up on that. She took, she took that up. 
And then she said in a tweet only two years ago, only two years ago, because we forgive youthful indiscretions, but two years ago, quote, until I came to the U.S., I couldn't imagine that things like gender pay gaps still existed in today's world. Say what you will about old USSR. There was no gender pay gap there. Bread lines are good. Bread lines are good things. Yeah, if you're a communist, if you're a communist, the pay gap didn't exist in the Soviet Union. Right. They just told you if you could work or if you couldn't and where you could and where you couldn't. And when you got paid, you had those bread lines, which Bernie thought were a good thing. We'll be right back on this. I declare bankruptcy! Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 